And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Justclair here. Happy to start our week with you all today. We've got a fun show. We've got a show that we think is going to be very entertaining for you all, covering a lot of different topics. We'll be talking high school baseball. We'll be talking the top 28, and we'll be getting our W's and L's and talking professional sports and college sports and everything in between. Cannot wait to see how this week shakes out. We've got the NCAA tournament starting in the next couple of days. We've got brackets and March Madness and all the fun and crazy madness and everything that'll be happening over the next couple of weeks in sports. Can't wait to break that all down for you. We want to thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results, Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations, and Reggie Ledeck, Greater Lafouche Port Commission Candidate Seat E. Tonight, we are going to be live. High school varsity baseball coverage tonight at Central Lafouche High School. We're going to have a rivalry renewed. South Lafouche and Central Lafouche, 6 o'clock. Our broadcast is sponsored in part by Advanced Eye Institute, Performance Automotive and Accessories, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, State Bank and Trust Company, Golden Motors, Joe Septic Contractors, Buzz Off, the Blue Boot Foundation, and Lady of the Sea General Hospital. We start off the show like we always do, giving you a rundown of our local high school baseball scene. There were so many games around the area in recent days, and we start off in our local 4A district. People ask me, why do you talk about the 4A district more than the other districts? Because the 4A district is pretty much exclusively local teams. We cover all the districts, of course, but the 4A district's pretty much exclusively local teams, whereas the 5A district and the 3A district and the you know the other districts have teams that are outside of the area. Over the weekend, South Terrebonne loses their first game of the season. They lost to HL Bourgeois 3-2 to over at the Central Catholic Tournament, then bounced back and beat Central Lafouche 10-7. to The Gators are now 10-1 and on the season as they continue to pull in the right direction, though they did get their first loss of the year. <clears throat> Lutcher played a three-game series with Bruley over the weekend and took two of three. They won the first game of the series 14-4, to lost game 2-7-6, to then battled back and won game 3-12-9. Lutcher's now 11-2 on the year. The story of the weekend were the Ellender Patriots. The Ellender Patriots go on out and play a tournament and sweep through the competition. Ellender gets a win over Hanson Memorial 10 to 4, then beats St. Martinville 15 to 5. Ellender's now 9 and 2 on the year. The Patriots have two losses. They lost to Homa Christian 6 to 3 earlier in the year. They lost to Kaplan 4 to 2 earlier in the year. The Patriots are rolling. South Lafouche had a bit of a heartbreaking weekend. <laughs> they lose to Brobridge on Friday 5 to 2, then battle back and beat Beauchamp 6 to 2, but then up three runs in the seventh inning. They give up four against St. Edmund and get walked off. They lose four to three in that one. So the Tarpons drop to eight and two. They lose two out of three over the weekend out in uh, Eunice. So now the Tarpons will be heading into the matchup with Central Lafouche tonight, um, having used a lot of their top arms already and having uh, you know a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth as they're getting ready to play the Trojans. That's going to be a tough matchup for them. But, well, who knows? You, you got to play the game. You got to line up. Should be a fun one tonight out in Matthews. Assumption 
Played a three-game series with Central Private. They win two of three. They win three nothing in game one, <clears throat> then lose game two, two to nothing, then win game three, six to three. So Assumption gets some wins there. Morgan City in our local 4A district had a tough go of it at the Central Catholic Tournament after beating Homer Christian 2-0. They get hammered 17-0 against Lowerville and then 8-1 against Central Catholic. Morgan City's 8-5 on the year. Vanderbilt goes out to Lake Charles and plays at the Barb Tournament. They lose to Evangel 9-2 in the opening game, then battle back and beat Destrahan 9-1, but then you got to face the behemoth. You take on the Barb team, and they beat you 17-2. So a dominant performance from Barb getting a win over Vanderbilt. Now we roll on over to our local 5A district, and we could tell you that there were a lot of local teams who fared well in our local 5A district. <clears throat> we start with um, Central Lafouche. Central Lafouche went on out and played at the Central Catholic Tournament and lost two of three. They lost 10 nothing to Central Catholic on the 9th, then on the 11th, which was the Saturday, they played two games, lost 10-7 against South Terrible, and then battled back and beat Homa Christian 4-3. So they lose two out of three. They're now 9-4 and four on the year. Terrebonne is red hot. They play a weekend tournament out in Eunice where South Lafouche was, and they won them all. They beat Catholic of New Iberia 8-4, beat Iota 6-1, beat Opelousas Catholic 18-14. Terrebonne has now won six in a row. And they're ten and four on the year. So Coach, Coach Cameron Pierce got his guys all pulling in the right direction. <clears throat> Hanville plays a murderer's row schedule over the weekend. They play four games against all elite competition. They beat Mandeville two to one, lose to Live Oak four to one, lose to West Monroe thirteen nothing, and beat Slidell twelve to two. So Hanville gets some wins. Thibodeau. They uh, split a doubleheader over the weekend with Pope John Paul. They win 6-5 to five and then lose 8-3. to three. They also beat Woodlawn and Baton Rouge uh, on the 10th and then also beat Pope John Paul 5-1 to one on the 9th. So Thibodeau wins 3 out of 4 over the weekend. They're now 8-5. and five. Destrehan played over at the Barb Tournament. They lose to Barb 13-0, lose to Vanderbilt 9-1, to one, beat Evangel 5-1. to one. <laughs> HL Bourgeois. In tournament play this weekend, they lose to CCA eight nothing. Lose to South, or excuse me, beat South Terrebonne three to two. Then lose to Ascension Catholic three to two. And then East St. John had a tough weekend. They lose to Rumble St. Aug and John Curtis, which takes us to our local three A district, which will tell you how Ed uh, e. White fared. Ed White's still the number one team in the state in Division Two Select, playing some good baseball. They've been out in the city throughout the week. <clears throat> they beat Holy Cross six to five. They beat John or lost to John Curtis eight to two. Then over the weekend, they beat Newman fourteen to three, and then lose to Rummel five nothing. So you go on out to New Orleans and have that very difficult weekend. You win three out of the five games. That's good work for Coach Plitt and his staff. Um, now we move to see how Homa Christian School did. That is over Division three select Homa Christian School plays out in that classification. It's been a rough start to the year for them, but they're now three and eight. <clears throat> and Homa Christian School in that three and eight mark um, is on a bit of a losing streak. They go play out at Central Catholic. They lose to Morgan City two nothing, lose to Central Catholic twelve to two, lose to Central Lafouche four to three. It's just a struggle offensively for Butch and his team right now. They just don't score, which is creating some problems for them as they're trying to get themselves in contention. Division 4 select, which is 1A. You got CCA, who is coming into the 
the uh, the week playing well over the weekend. They lost two to one to Lorville, but then got a big four to two win over Ascension Catholic. So CCA stockpiling those points and getting some big wins. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to go to Brian Colley, athletic director at South Lafouche. He was at the top 28 this past weekend. We'll chat with him about that. Then at noon, we've got Joe Tutal of the aforementioned CCA team. We'll ask him about his baseball team and the way that they're playing. Then we've got some NBA, NFL, March Madness stuff at 12.15. Then we've got our W's and L's at 12.30. Then our betting picks at the bottom of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's catch a quick break. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepoort Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot with 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon. I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regula Day Campaign Fund. Following a natural disaster, it is imperative that insurance companies respond quickly for our communities begin to rebuild. Louisiana law requires prompt adjustment of claims as well as payment following a storm. If your insurance company failed to pay your claim within 30 days following inspection of your property, please call us at AMO Trial Lawyers, 985-446-3333. That's 985-446-3333. You may have an additional claim for recovery. AMO Trial Lawyers. Terrio, Douay, and Terrio. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio, Douay, and Terrio to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio, Douay, and Terrio at 475 5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafouche in Golden Meadow. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Here's Pastor Rick with a special message. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Rick Warren. Would you like to live an extraordinary life? One where you make a lasting contribution that serves God and blesses others? A life where you use all your skills and abilities and talents to pursue your dreams? Well, guess what? God wants you to live that life. In fact, he created you to live a life of significance as you pursue the dream he's placed in your heart. That's why I've written a new book called Created a Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith. It explains the process that God uses to deepen your faith as he moves you step by step closer to your dream. You can go to pastorrick.com dream and you can get the first chapter there. Thank you so much. I love you. Wrestling has more than one royal family.
Tonight, the South Lafouche Tarpons will be traveling up the Bayou to Matthews to take on the Central Lafouche Trojans, a game you'll be able to hear right here on KLEB. Uh, with myself and my broadcast partner, Coach Brian Colley, who's on the phone lines now. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, good morning. Doing well. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I am doing well, man. Um, look, <laughs> I was joking early whenever I walked out the house. It's a little colder. The wind's blowing. It's a little nippy for mid-March. And I, I made the joke to myself in my head. I was like, man, Coach Colley's going to be freezing tonight, bro. Are you ready for the chill? Are you dressed for the occasion tonight? Uh, I will be dressed. I, you can bank on that. I'm, I'm going to be in some layers tonight. Yes, the Tarpons are playing the Trojans. Both of these teams are coming into the game after, quite frankly, not having a great weekend. The Tarpons lose two out of three out in Eunice. Central Lafouche loses two out of three out in uh, Central Catholic of Morgan City. And that's the thing, man. Like it, It's one thing for us to now come and say, Every one of these shows, like, hey, everybody's great and everybody's playing well, and that's the case. But, boy, when things go the other way and you don't play as well, you really drop a lot in the numbers because everybody else is winning games. The Tarpons catapult out of the top 10 all the way to number 17 after a tough weekend. Central Lafouche, they're 9-4. and four. They're sitting at number 23 right now in Division One. Like, Division One is just brutal, man. You You can't afford to have any hiccups if you want to stay afloat out there. That's exactly right. Division one is brutal. And look, when uh, you lose a game, you know, and if you win division two, you might say, well, okay, uh, the power rankings are going to help us. The team we lost to could win a bunch of games. But in division one, the problem is that could happen. But the problem is all these teams, like the top 10, they win and they just don't lose. They're going to end up winning 20 games or so this uh, in a season. And that's tough when you you drop a couple in the division one. You're going to drop because the teams around you are winning. And uh, look, the Tarpons they dropped two, and I was shocked when they dropped that much. But uh, look, if you can knock some of the teams off, you can jump right back up. Coach, one of the things that Coach Chandler Guitro said uh, was that you know it was just a, a, a heartbreaker that they lose in, in the last game of the series against St. Edmund. They're up three to nothing in the bottom of the seventh inning. Allow four runs. St. Edmonds walks them off. Chandler was saying, "Hey, man, I want to see how my team responds tonight." You know, they battled back after the Brobridge game and got a win, but boy, it was a heartbreaker against St. Edmund. Now you're playing an emotional game against a rival. Curious to see what the Tarpons bring to the table tonight. Yeah, you got to forget about you know what happened, and it's a shame. Uh, you know, in the bottom of the seventh, that they give up these four runs, but that's what uh, you know, home run can do sometimes it ignites a team and that's what it did with St. Edmunds but the Tarpons are gonna have to grow up you know there was something we talking about uh they're growing up pretty quick we thought early on uh, we're gonna see tonight how they respond and uh you know they got to come out and play play well no one uh, if you're looking ahead with the uh tournament the typical tournament coming up this weekend I know it's a ways away but then right after that you got district gonna be ready to start so uh, it's gonna. The season's gonna get a little tougher for the Tarpons right now. Looking at their record, they uh, only beat one team so far with a winning record. The rest of the teams uh, that they beat are there. They don't have a winning record at this point of the season. So uh, Tarpons got to start knocking some of these uh, higher teams or the teams with uh, winning records off. You were at the top twenty-eight this weekend. Ponchatoula wins the Division One non-select state championship, and what was Notable to me when I'm studying is they started off their year 0 3 
And they had actually lost earlier in the year to New Iberia, who beat them pretty decisively earlier in the season. But they battle back. They get a 63-48 to win over New Iberia in the championship game. It's just crazy, man. Slow start to the year. Never bothered them. And they punch that ticket, and they win it all out in Lake Charles, get a 15-point win. Yeah, I think they they were uh, they peaked at the right time. Uh, Ponchatoula, you talk about a complete, well coached basketball team at uh, Ponchatoula High School. They came out, uh, they took an early lead on Nish, would help a lot. Nish came back, I think tied it or maybe took a one point lead, but then Ponchatoula got right back into the lead. They stretched their lead <clears throat> into the fourth quarter, and uh, they held on for a big victory uh, at the end. You know, New Iberia tried pressing a little bit and. Ponchatoula just took advantage and shot layups and free throws in that fourth quarter. But, again, Ponchatoula just has a, a big guy, and they have four guys around him that can play. And number 12, I, I didn't get his name, but number 12 for Ponchatoula was huge uh, in that championship game, knocking down three or four three-pointers. And every time, like Nish tried to cut into the lead, he would come back and knock down a three. So, uh, Ponchatoula is a very good basketball team, deserved to win the state championship. I saw a stat this weekend that, like, I didn't believe until I researched and I saw, yeah, like, this is right. Scotlandville has been to the state championship game, like, 15 years in a row across their different classifications. They've been in, you know, different levels. They've been in 5A. They've been in Division One Select. Like, they've been all over the map. But they made the championship game 15 years in a row. Now, they lose to Catholic of Baton Rouge, who wins their first ever boys basketball state championship, 57-54. to But my God, the consistency of making it to that stage every single year. And, well, this time they got upset by a really good Catholic team. Tell us about that game. Yeah, look, Catholic was, uh, again, another well-coached team. They play hard, bunch of guards. But they battled. Scotlandville must have had – that guy had to be at least 6'10". He was huge. And they were posting him up. But Catholic's uh, defense was always had a body on him. And the big guy from Scotlandville was left-handed. And a lot of times they had him on the left side on the block. And he would pivot to the middle and he'd come back and shoot the ball with his left hand. And they missed a lot of these shots because uh, excuse me, Catholic High was, was, had a body on him the entire time. And uh, – Catholic just hung around, they hung around, and they got that lead in the fourth quarter, and they spread the floor and made that big 6'10 guy. I'm calling him a 6'10". I'm not even sure how tall he was, but he was huge. They made him come out and guard one of the guards at midcourt. And one move, and he would dribble straight to the basket. Scotlandville did not rotate over in their defense, and Catholic shot layup. So uh, it got to a point where Scotlandville's coach took the big guy out when, we, when they were on defense try and combat what Catholic High was doing, but just a great adjustment that Catholic High's coach made at the end of that game to see what a victory for him. George Washington Carver wins the championship. They get a 34-25 to win over Madison Prep, and, you know, when you look at that score, the ind- or the inclination would be to say, well, Carver must have pulled the ball out. They must have stalled. I watched some clips of that. That's not the case. Both of those teams just play good, hard, tough defense, and at the end of the day, Madison Prep just couldn't score over that zone. Man, Madison Prep went into the championships as regarded as probably the best team in the state any classification. They had only had two losses on the year, one to Ponchatoula, one to Scotlandville. They had beaten everybody else in the state. 
And most of the games that they had won, they had won decisively. But boy, in the playoffs, these coaches made some adjustments. Carver threw a wrinkle at him, and Madison Prep couldn't score the ball. And Carver, despite having 10 losses and being an underdog, they walk away with the title. Yeah, look, there's, there's no doubt Carver's coaching staff took a, a, a part of the, the Shaw game plan from before and played them zone. And Madison Prep just had tr- trouble shooting the ball. In fact, both games, they had, they had trouble shooting the ball. I, you know, a combination of possibly the zone that the teams were playing them and also the big uh, arena that you're playing in may have threw their uh, their shots off a little bit. But Carver's uh, very athletic, and they play hard. They got a, a big post player that works hard. And, look, uh, you got to give credit to Carver. Uh, underdog came in, and they weren't affected by Madison Prep at all. And Carver played a heck of a game to win the state championship. Have you filled out a bracket yet? Have you looked at a bracket yet? Man, I... I... I haven't really broken it down much. You know, I've been kind of studying a couple of matchups here or there. Who do you think is going to be the team that ends up cutting down the Neds, bro? Oh, man, Stan asked me that question after you got off on Saturday. And, Rod, I just mentioned Kansas. Uh, I didn't really look at the bracket yet. But there's a, there's a few teams. I'm, you know, honestly, uh, I'm going to hope for Alabama to come out and see if they can win. But I just uh, – uh, I'm concerned with them. I just don't think they're consistent enough uh, to win the, the big tournament. But uh, you can't. You know, you got to also look at Houston. When they're hot, they can play. But look, if Alabama gets hot and they stay hot, they can be tough to beat. Yeah, that's the thing about Alabama, man. It's like I, I think that their A game is probably better than everyone else's. But man, like they just got so much drama. Like they, you know, they they're dealing with the thing with this kid and. Like they've got so much drama about them. I think it's incredible the way that they've stayed focused throughout the course of the year. But coach, this is gonna pain me to say this. Duke is really good and they're playing really well right now. They're a five seed. They've kind of gotten forgotten about. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. And I and here's another team that I think is a sleeper. And they haven't played well for a lot of the year. Kentucky's got a lot of talent, man. And I know that they struggled in the SEC tournament. But I just wouldn't be surprised if they made a push as well. I think two of the Blue Bloods, despite having struggles throughout the year, I think they're both going to be poised to maybe make a run. And, and honestly, that would shock a lot of people because like you just mentioned, they're kind of under the radar all season. So if they can pick it up and play their best ball right now, uh, they may have a shot. But we talked about it before. This tournament is wide open. I don't think there's any one uh, clear-cut favorite over other teams. You know, for different reasons, but... Um, it's going to be a fun, uh, uh, definitely a fun tournament to watch. Something tells me PE's going to be inside on Thursday and Friday at Salafouche, huh? Man, I- I'm trying right now. To, uh, <laughs> the storm, we're not hooked up with cable in my office, so uh, I'm trying on the computer to see how I can uh, go ahead and watch those games. I'm sure you can. I just got to figure out how. I'm not computer guy enough to know that, I guess, but uh, I'll find a way. But you're right. He'll be inside. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time, man. Have a great rest of the day. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yep, there's Coach Brian Colley giving us the low and skinny and everything that's going on. There's going to be PE inside on Thursday and Friday. And then let me tell you this. There's going to be not a whole lot of work being done by me on Thursday and Friday either as we watch the NCAA tournament and try to study those matchups. We've got the Chief in the house. Truck, what's going on, man? What we got happening? Well, I, I'm trying to get uh, – uh, I'm on mic two, I believe. Yeah, but, we got you. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to get you some uh, 
Salafus Tarpon Relay uh, um, totals and uh, finals. I've got the sheets. Uh, we had a, a first, and I was still 30-plus years. I may be wrong on, on the years, but we had a, a few young ladies from uh, Grand Isle participating. Uh, Coach Scott uh, Buzigard, I think he's, the what, the AD out there right now? Yeah, uh, yeah. And I, and I guess their track coach. And uh, he, he brought a, a few kids from the island to participate in the tarpon relays. That, and that, That's that, awesome. That, that, that was nice. Uh, we, we got hampered by, by weather, weather delay, uh, one lightning delay. And uh, we had a mist come through a couple of times that uh, all the, the, I guess, their field events, discus, javelin, and shot put were canceled. And uh, long jump and house skipping jump, uh, those were canceled because of the potential slipping on the uh, launching boards. Uh, like uh, Coach uh, Galjor, my grandson, said, uh, you don't want to see a torn Achilles, you know, uh, slipping and causing somebody to tear that and really injuring those kids. And he had to make the call. And uh, last year, I think three out of five were rained out, his uh, relays, his uh, track meets. And I, I know the kids wanted to jump. Wanted to run and uh, shot foot and throw the javelin, but due to safety concerns, those uh, events were canceled. But uh, after the break, uh, I have the results. Uh, if we can run through them real quick, yeah. Look, look, I, I got Joe lined up next. I'll do Joe. Then after that, we'll do a whole segment on the on the awesome, track. Results. Awesome, awesome. It's play by play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Joe Tuton with CCA, and we'll ask him about the World Baseball Classic, all that and more here on KLEB. Hi, my name is Reggie Day. I am running for the Greater Lafourche Port Commission, CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th, paid for by the Reggie Day Campaign Fund. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. High school baseball season is roaring into high gear. It is play-by-play here on KLEB. We're talking some CCA baseball in this segment of the show with Coach Joe Tuton, who's on the line now. Coach Joe, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Good, brother. How about you guys? Doing just fine, man. Look, it's that fun time of the year where teams are playing lots of games and getting themselves ready for district, and we're not quite at the midway point, but we're getting close to the midway point, so we kind of have a good idea of who's who. Uh, your team's playing some good ball right now, man. Coming in, have won, um, you know, a, a handful of ball games. Coming in, sitting at that number seven spot in Division Four Select. Tell us about the way your guys are playing right now, man. Hey, I think we finally kind of getting into some baseball shape. Our guys are kind of getting in, in the baseball totally mode. Coming off of soccer, uh, our pitching's getting better every week. And uh, you know, like I said, I think I think we kind of, you know got the formula figure out of who's going to play and everybody knows their role. So uh, I think like all of the other teams, guys are figuring out, you know, what they have and what they don't have. And uh, I, I think it's just, you know, it comes with some games. And I think we kind of know where we, we headed in the right direction, if, you, if that makes sense. For sure. You got some road games this week coming up. You know, today you guys are traveling out to Mandeville tomorrow, traveling out to Bell Chase. On paper, those teams don't have great win-loss records, but you and I both know they'll have a lot of talent. What are some of the things your opponent or your team's going to be facing from your opponent in the next couple of days? You know, the biggest thing I saw, I did a little homework on Mandeville. I feel like they're going to pitch really well. I mean, listen, if you go if you go by their record and you go look at the game scores, uh, these guys ain't giving up more than four runs a game. They're just not scoring many runs. So, obviously, they can pitch, and, and they're probably not as talented hitting-wise. But uh, I think we'll face a good arm. For the last five years, I've been going over there every Monday night around this time of the year. And uh, we faced two college arms in the past. I would assume we're going to get another good guy tonight. So I think we need to be prepared. And, and it looks like, you know, on Tuesday night, Bell Chase continues to get better as they got their basketball guys back. And uh, they're starting to get things rolling. So, you know, when you play a 5 and a 4A opponent at a 1A school, you got to show up and, and play your best game. So, uh, hey, I'm excited. I'm excited about playing Mandeville has a first-class facility, a turf field, just a really nice environment. So, hey, we're pretty excited to get after it tonight. We kind of would say, oh, those guys, uh, we haven't been able to beat those guys in five years, so maybe uh, maybe today's the day. We're excited about it. Facing Mandeville, and as you said, a little bit offensively challenged. You know, So I'm sure that's going to put a, a little bit of pressure on pitchers and defense. Man, if you got a team that struggles to swing it, you can't be walking anybody, you can't commit any errors, you can't give them anything for free. I'm sure that's going to be 
near the top of the game plan today is make them earn everything that they get, right? Listen, no doubt. I mean, look, I mean, I think our biggest thing is we had a good weekend where we pitched well. We played good defense. If we can do the same thing tonight, hey, come the fifth or sixth inning, I think we have a chance to win the game. Tell us about, um, you know, what are some things that you like with your club? I know you said you're pitching it well. Hell, I look at your last three games. You've only allowed four runs in the last three games. Tell us about those guys on the mound that are shining right now, man. Listen, I mean, I'll give you an example. Carson Abair, he's kind of really stood out as, as been, you know, our ace. Uh, Evan DePlantis, our lefty, has three hard luck losses. He's he's lost three games. He's lost a game uh, four to two to Rummel. He's lost a game to Lauraville two to one. Uh, you know, he's come out and, and had some just what I say, you know, tough losses. And uh, But he gives us an opportunity. And listen, diamond in the rough. You know, I think we, we kind of found an ace in the hole with Owen Trosclair. He's been really stepping up and getting better every weekend. Our bullpen guys, you know, the Dudek boys have do, been doing a real good job out the pen. Uh, Peyton Trosclair in relief has been awesome. Uh, I, I think, you know, tip our hats to Coach Tristan. He's kind of handling our pitching and getting our guys, and we've been prepared for this all year, and I think our arms are getting into shape. So uh, I, I'm excited. I think our pitching's done it's kind of where we needed it to be offensively. I think we're going to swing the bat. Uh, I think the biggest downfall we've run into, we've ran into some really quality arms. And uh, when you run into good pitch and good pitch and stops good hitting, uh, this weekend, for example, you know, we two of the three starters we faced were D1 commits. So I feel like we're in a situation that we're going to get everybody's best arms. So, uh, you know, we just got to be prepared to work the count and hopefully get their pitch count up and get into the bullpen if we do that. You know, I think we have a chance to win late in the game. How important is it to be playing your best at the right time? Because, look, I mentioned this on Saturday. I think that in March last year, South Lafouche was the best team in 4A. They were sweeping through that district. But when the playoffs started, South Terrebonne was the best team in 4A, and they go win a series with the Tarpons. And, like, how do you prepare for that? Because, look, Chandler, Chandler said last year, he said, look, well, we're playing well, but I can't tell my guys to stop hitting home runs or to stop scoring. Like, you know, how do you make sure that your guys are peaking at the right time? Well, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with scheduling and how you play. I mean, I think uh, we're 6-6. Six and six. Casey, me and you talked about this early in the year. We're about where I thought we'd be, and I feel like we've, uh, in my personal opinion, PCA has already played five playoff games. Those type of atmosphere, those type of playoff games, We've been fortunate enough to win one out of the one out of the six, and uh, I think peaking wise is the biggest thing is you just got to be in sync with your players and and basically your game plan and execute. And I think what happens is getting hot early is great, but I think you know it's hard to be real hot early and and basically sustain all of that momentum all year because I feel like you got to be lucky and you got to be good, and it's hard to do both at the same time. I felt last year. Uh, I thought we were lucky and good at the end of the year. We're early in the year. I thought we were not lucky and we didn't really play good. And I felt the same way in these, you know, in the six and six records. We've had some some spots where we played really well, and we've had some spots we played really bad. So it's you know Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I think you know if you can really be battle tested early, I think it prepares you mentally for the games late. And you know at the end of the season, the, the kids have the reps. They got that bats. They pitch the innings. I think you just got to go out there and play where I think the mental side of it is if you're prepared, ready to go, and you've been in those situations, the
the big moment's not going to get to you late in the season. And I think that's kind of, you know, that's the way we look at it over here at CCA. All right, now let's get on our soapbox, man. I know you feel the same way as you and I exchanged a couple of texts about this yesterday. I'm watching the World Baseball Classic throughout the weekend, and I think that it's really exciting to see big crowds and everybody's having fun and everybody's playing hard. And I watched the game between Venezuela and the Dominican Republic, and there was so much emotion and so much joy. And everybody's playing hard except the United States, Coach Joe. The United States is out there lollygagging. They're not, you know, look, don't look like they're having fun, don't look very interested in being there. With the exception of like Mookie Betts and Mike Trout and a couple of others, it's not our best players. So it's kind of a B list to begin with. Open up the tournament and just kind of go through the motions and beat a Great Britain team that you should have crushed, but you beat them like six to two. And last night, get your butt kicked by Mexico. I don't know, man. It's disheartening. The Americans just don't look like they want to be there as much as the other teams do. Uh, Listen, you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you this, Casey. You're a baseball junkie like myself. Listen, when you come from another country, baseball to get to be a professional baseball player is a compliment Uh, and i think what happens is with team usa they have so many restrictions from the major league clubs i don't know if they want the guys to play hard to be honest with you listen it don't seem like it uh usa was down two to one last night and they had a ball in the dirt that almost went off the catcher's shin guard to the third baseman and mike trout didn't move up right then and there listen that's all you need to say because i can tell you this the Venezuelan playing, the Dominican guys who play Major League Baseball are playing for their country. And, look, I'm not saying our guys are not playing for their country. I think we're just so basically uh, handcuffed of what we can and can't do. That's why we don't have the best players on the team. I mean, I hate to say it, some bad business decisions are going to hurt us in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, it's a shame, man. On a more On a more positive note, Boy, in the preseason, everybody was talking about LSU, number one team in the country. And, you know, there's always this question in the back of your mind is, hey, are you going to live up to the hype? They're 15-1. and one. They're cruising. They play three games over the weekend. They run rule Sanford and all of them. And I get it. The competition right now isn't the best. But we do head towards the first SEC weekend. And I look around the SEC and I see other teams in the conference are playing similar competition and are, like, losing games, if not losing series. Like, Florida got run-ruled by a small school this week. So it looks like LSU is is going to be in position to make a little run here, Coach. Their offense is so good. They're hitting home runs all over, and they're also pitching it well. They found some arms, and they got some depth there. Jay Johnson, we talked about peaking at the right time. I hope LSU's not peaking at the wrong time. But as of right now, Jay Johnson's got that ship cruising right now, man. Well, listen, Casey, I think that – uh LSU is doing what LSU baseball should do. Yes. The midweek games count. They're taking care of business. You know, and I think the biggest thing that Jay Johnson has done an excellent job of, when you go get Wes Johnson as your pitching coach, look, it starts and stops with pitching. You saw it last night in the World Baseball Classic. And, you know, LSU is hitting and scoring runs like they're crazy. But quietly, their staff has been really, really good. And I think when it comes down the stretch in SEC baseball, listen, your staff has to be good because I think everybody, you know, I mean, I would say SEC baseball is comparable to AA baseball and professional baseball. And I think that LSU's hit a home run in the pitching, the pitching coach department, and he's coaching the guys up because I think we've always had talent. And, uh, you, know, you know, hats off to Jay Johnson and the coaching staff for bringing in that type of player and that type of coach. I mean, LSU baseball is really, really fun to watch offensively and defensively. And I think they can sustain it because they have talent. And, uh, 
it's going to be fun to watch, man. I, I can't wait to see the SEC start in baseball. It should be great. One thing that I want to ask you about before we let you go is I hear college basketball coaches tell me all the time that recruiting has changed. And what they mean by that is, well, you know, in years past, teams would go and get a bunch of high school signees. They would develop them. And then by the time the kid's a junior, he'll be a starter and then he'll play his last two years. Now it's all different. Now, you know, high school or high school players are kind of put on the back burner because teams will go into the portal and they'll get a, you know, more proven player, a guy that they don't have to develop as much who could come in and play right away. You work heavily with college programs and try to place players around the area at different spots. Has college baseball recruiting changed that same way like basketball has? It's to- totally, Casey. Listen, I, w- I went to see Delgado Community College yesterday. So to be a high school player, it- it's, pro- it's tough. It's tough to get recruited because, l- let's be truthfully honest, if you have a, a kid at LSU who's-, who's a really good player and is getting 25 at-bats a year, then you know what happens is he's not happy at LSU, so he's going to jump. He might jump LSU, you know, like West Toops and come down to Nichols and come to Nichols and be a really, really good player and play from day one. Well, what happens, what happens to uh, the Darren Ducey's of, of the high school world, of the, you know, of the high school player? Well, guess what? He's not going to jump in there and they're developing because by the time they get this guy developed, they're just going to get a kid from a big school or a kid from a big school goes to another big school you know, vice versa. So I think baseball has changed dramatically. And I think in baseball, we still hadn't recovered from the COVID. I have a couple of my players that are sophomores in college that are basically four- and five-year college baseball players already. So when you got a 23- and a 24-year-old kid playing against a kid 17 and 18, the physical maturity side has totally changed. Uh, I, I think, listen, it's basically – these coaches, sure, you'd like to develop, but at these big schools, I think in, in Division One baseball, they're getting guys for one year, maybe two at the most. And listen, if they're not getting drafted, they're moving on to the next school. And I mean, you know, it is what it is. And I don't, I think the portal has, has done it in football. It's done it in basketball. I think overnight you can basically turn a program around if you have the funds, you know, and the facilities to do it. And I think baseball is the same way. Crazy stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Go get y'all a couple of wins this week. All right, partner? Appreciate it, buddy. Have a go, man. Thanks for having us on. Yep. That is Coach Joe Tuton with CCA. They've got it rolling. They're 6-6 six and six on the schedule. They've got two big road games, and we have no doubt that they'll go and represent well. Let's catch a quick break. When we get back, Truck will give us some track and field results from the Tarpon Relays, which were participated at on Friday. The field events mostly got washed by lightning delays, but Truck will let you know who is coming and going over at the Tarpon Relays. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. I am Dean Saba, candidate for Great Lafourche Port Commission CE, a lifelong resident of the 10th Ward. Our work towards reducing the millage being collected, preserve the current structure of the Port Commission, and no conflicts of interest. I am retired and able to commit to time serving as a commissioner. Please vote for me, Dean Saba, on March 25th. Early voting from now through March 18th at the Laurel Civic Center. Please vote for Dean Savoy, Great Lafourche Port Commission CE. Paid for by the Dean Savoy Campaign Fund. Chevrolet Suburban, Tahoe, Traverse, Blazer, Equinox, Trailblazer, Trax. Looking for the room to haul your passengers and cargo area to fit your needs? Golden Motors has your SUV waiting for you. 
Come on in and check them out. Special APR as low as 2.9% for 60 months on 2023 Chevy Equinox. Hurry before it's gone. Chevy, find new roads. Golden Motors, 15101, Highway 3235, and Cutoff on the back road. 325-1000, price is priority. 2.9% APR with approval through GM Financial. See dealer for details. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We are enjoying our Monday. We hope the same for you all. And we promised you some discussion about the tarpon relays, which happened on Friday. Unfortunately, the field events by and large, got lightninged out as it was kind of a soggy day. But we did get the runners out on the track. And, Truck, you were there. Sounded like it was a, a great day and a lot of really good competition out in uh, over in Memorial Stadium. Well, I, I thought I'd, I'd have a very light day with my, my two events canceled. But uh, ended up being the timer. So I really had a great seat at the finish line. And we had to go to a, a – someone with a cell phone snapping pictures that wow. to decide a couple of races and uh it, it it was tight and we do have a camp brand new camera system but we don't have the computer system to go with it yet but uh i'm a, assuming that next year will be fully automated right now we're relying on uh eight people with buttons and when, <laughs> when it's a hundred meter dash it's it's tight at, at you know at, at the end but uh the winning schools in the in the in the girls or ladies division women there were 14 events scored uh vanderbilt 
Catholic came out first, Thibodeau second, HL third, Central, Lafouche fourth, Ellender fifth, South Terrebonne sixth. The men, Vanderbilt wins it going away. Uh, Central Lafouche second, followed by Thibodeau, South Lafouche fourth, South Terrebonne fifth, HL Bourgeois sixth, Ellender seventh. Uh, Assumption was supposed to be there, but again, the weather and the front coming through, I think they, they bailed on us. And uh, uh, I'll say one of the highlights was seeing uh, four young ladies uh, from Grand Isle. They came and participated in the uh, That's Dolphin awesome. Relays. Uh, Casey, without going through uh, a whole bunch, uh, they participated in the girls' 4-by-200-meter uh, relay, and uh, they actually placed seventh. But they were in last place, but they were unattached, so they, they, their score really didn't count. But Salt Lafouche didn't have a relay team. The, the, the participation in, in track is I, – I, I don't know what to say about – kids today they, they take the path of least resistance and don't want to you know put the time it takes to now we we Salafush would have scored a lot better had the field events taken place but uh you take those those events where we were strong in we you know they were canceled but again it was for safety of the kids and the young men and women. But uh, Vanderbilt Catholic, uh, our football player, Jalen Coleman, <laughs> uh, he's the fastest kid out there. And uh, I don't know if you want to go through any of these. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd like to highlight uh, the boys four by 800-meter relay. No relatives running, but uh, South Lafouche Tarpons came out first. Uh Ross Roderick, Joshua Guidry, Broke Guidry, and Jaden Lee. Oh, and they, they they won by eleven seconds, so it was a resounding victory. And and now that's two laps each around the yeah. uh, the the field, and and that type of race, uh, I, I, w I was just blown away with the kick that that the 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 different teams had, but South Lafouche in particular had. I, I I don't know. They turned the Jets on the last 200 yards, and it was it was a beautiful sight to see. You know, it was just nice. Uh, Thibodeau girls won the four by 200, um, the four by 800 meter relay. Um, girls that was won by Vanderbilt. Uh, let's see, boys four by 200 Vanderbilt. As you got Coleman again in there, Coleman, the anchor. Yep, doing the anchor. Uh, Salt Lafouche uh, came out second on that one. Just uh, Hayden Galzur, Yar Torres Aguilar, Aguilar uh, was on the second leg, and uh, Jake Jacius 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 uh, Croissant Croissant, and the uh, Rustin Giri on the on the anchor on that one. Uh, Central Lafouche came out first in the girls' 1,600-meter run. 
boys we have vanderbilt again that, that's avery morgan and for central that was uh, cameron falgu by the way uh girls 100 meter uh thibodeau gabrielle fungi the uh boys 110 uh thibodeau came out first uh, mike uh, richard uh dust destin uh, just glares out of who's placed sixth uh, the girls 100 meter dash, Ellender, me Lily, my Lily. I don't know that Pro one. <laughs> Procker, uh, she came out first, and uh, we had uh, Peyton Basson and Grace Hernandez. Uh, one had uh, 50 minutes 41 seconds, the other 17 17, and that was the uh, second. Excuse me, that's the uh, 100 meter dash. So uh boys uh yeah, jalen with uh coleman vanderbilt 10.56 that's ridiculous man thibodeau 10.69 so it's like and and ellender was right behind 11.23 so it's like let's see from jalen first to last place there was a difference of two seconds and it's worth mentioning that Coleman 10.56, that's a meet record. The The previous meet record was 10.62, so he broke the meet record. Wow. 800 uh, boys that uh, Vanderbilt placed first and second. Uh, they had some great uh, distance runners. Uh, Joshua Guidry for South came out, uh, placed fifth in that race. The girls four by 100 meter relay, which is always a uh, a fun one to, to, to watch. Uh, Thibodeau uh, took the honors. Vanderbilt came out second on that one. Uh, boys, 4 by 100 meter relay. Vanderbilt again. It's uh, William King, Robert Sandolf, uh, Alexander Castell, and Jalen Coleman. Well, that's a common event. It's a common theme, huh? A name that's going to be uh, there for, for a bit. Uh, let's see, uh, girls 400 meter dash, uh, Thibodeau, uh, Iana, Iana Vicks, I Vicks, think, yes, uh, won it, uh, boys 400 meter dash, uh, Samuel Hodson from, Hodson from, uh, Central Lafouche, we have, uh, in third place, uh, from South Lafouche, our, uh, Torres Aguilar, and eighth place, uh, Salafouche Connor Lewis. Girls, 300 meter. Now, that's, that was a new one. Uh, I, I, I didn't see that one last year. Uh, I didn't hang around for some of those uh, uh, relays. But the 300 meter, that was, that was weird. Because uh, I didn't think they ran that yeah. in, in high school. I don't know if it's a first. But uh, the uh, winner was Vanderbilt. Uh, with a 50.09 uh, seconds in South Lafouche, uh, place seventh, uh, Estrella Rivera with a 56.1. The uh, boys 300, uh, South Terrebonne, uh, Dwayne Pugh came out first, and uh, South Lafouche's Destin Justclair came out fourth. And uh, girls 200 meter dash, uh, Vanderbilt, Sydney Becker comes out first. Uh, ladies from, uh, a lady from Grand Isle, Peyton Basson, she came out 10th out of, out of 13, which is, you know, to me, 
you're unattached, but uh, you, you you didn't get, you know you didn't take uh, last. So congratulations to, to the Grand Isle for the show, boys. Two hundred meter dash, uh, Thibodeau, Rufino, McDowell. Uh, I want to note that Sat Lafouche's uh, Hayden Galjour came out uh, uh, fourth on that one. The 3,200-meter run, uh, let's see if I'm, I don't want to lose my spot, but uh, Peyton Terrio, H.L. Bourgeois first. Another meet record. Wow. There was some good good running, and I, I don't think it was win-aided because it was fairly, I want to say fairly calm after the front came through. The 3,200 uh, boys, um, Tr- Trevin LaBeouf, uh, Central LaFouche, uh, 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Uh, we have a couple of South LaFouche Tarpons that uh, came out 5th and 6th, Ross Rodriguez and Bro Guidry again. Girls 4 by 400 meter relay, Thibodeau, uh, Mariah Haynes, Mariah Haynes, uh, spelt different, but I think there's obviously uh, sisters. Uh, Yana Vix and Tamaya Bro, Tamia Bro, and the boys four by four hundred Central Lafouche, Parker Rodrigue, Evan Griffin, Trayton Demai, Demi, and again Samuel Hudson. Uh, South Lafouche came out fifth. That's Hayden Eber, Joshua Guidry, Connor Lewis, and Yar Torres Aguilar. The high jump, uh, girls, Central Lafouche, 4 feet, 8 inches. Boys, high jump, uh, and that was uh, Alana Fitch. And uh, boys, South Lafouche, Destin Gisclair, 5 feet, 8 inches. Uh, girls, pole vault, uh, Cameron Hout from uh, Thibodeau, 9 feet, 6 inches. Boys pole vault as Garrett Kramer from Thibodeau, eleven feet. Good stuff. Glad uh, the kids were able to get out there. Yeah, I, I mean it was it was nice, uh, nice to see kids participate in something different than basketball, football, baseball, but uh, track. Uh, uh, there's so many kids involved. It's crazy, you know. Uh, you got twenty. I don't know, 22, 11 on 11 on the field at one time for football, 18 in, the, in baseball. But uh, track, it's either one, four, or, or a couple of team players doing a, a long-distance run. But it's a totally different uh, animal to see the, 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 the way a, a track meet evolves and develops. But, uh, you know... The the cheering, especially when you get a, a seven or eight or, or ten or twelve kids running a long distance run, they they have like a second row and uh, former coach uh, Joey Guidros is out there explaining the the starting line to all the kids on how to take off, when to to move into the center line or, or the the inside lane. Make sure you have one stride before. You pass somebody up, pass them on the outside, and it, it's, the, you know, the history behind the, uh, Coach Gietros and all the victories that, uh, you know, they he helped Coach uh, Salafouche do is, is unreal. You know, it's, it's, it's great. 
But uh, again, uh, I, I hope that uh, more and more kids go out uh, for, for, for track. And like you were saying, off the air, hopefully we, we can get our other coaches at other sports to try to get the kids. It, it helps you develop. So, you know, everybody's yeah. growing. And when I see five five feet, you know, for high jump, come on, let's see some six, 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 or yeah. let's see some, some bigger numbers. And, uh, and look, the, everybody jumping with a, with a lot of heart and a, a lot of uh, a try and 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 they they're really giving it giving it their all and uh we we just need a lot more kids to get involved yeah no doubt so we hope that'll uh be the case in the future no we've got an aau program that is starting up locally get your kids involved man look i, I tell people all the time and this is not just me saying this this is college coaches saying this if you want your kid to play the next level, they don't want you to just play one sport. They don't want you to just play football and nothing else. They don't want you to just play baseball and nothing else. They want you to play everything. They want you to stay active because you're staying in shape. You're learning how to compete. Do all the different stuff that you're able to do. Especially, uh, I guess, at the Nichols uh, level, um, they're giving a lot of money, you know, scholarship-wise. They're committing a lot to, to an individual and you know the school is trying to get a, a great athlete, make you better, and like you said, if they can get you to work out and compete in more than one sport, they they get they don't have someone coming out for the first day of football out of shape, right? You know, first day of basketball out of shape. You got to have your legs. You got to have your, your your stamina. So. Again, it, it, it all makes sense. More than one sport. Be active. Get away from the iPhone and Facebook. Get on the field or in the gym. <laughs> it's funny. As you say that, I got my iPhone in front of me and I'm looking at Facebook. Well, you're working out. You're working out. You're working out. Working out my thumbs, right? You're working. <laughs> Let's catch a break when we get back out of the break. We'll get our weekend W's and L's. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the all new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hi, my name is Reggie Lede. I am running for the Greater Lafourchepoort Commission CE. I'm number one on the ballot. With 31 years of experience in the oil and gas industry, from the drilling rigs in the Gulf of Mexico to managing one of the largest shore bases in Port Fouchon, I am a proven leader and focused on our future. I humbly ask you, my constituents of the 10th Ward, for your vote on March 25th with early voting beginning March 11th through the 18th. Paid for by the Regular Day Campaign Fund. It's Ford Truck Month at Calvin Braxton Ford, now offering 60-month 0.9 APR on all 2022 F-150s with $2,000 off MSRP. Get a great deal on all 2022 Explorers with $2,000 off MSRP. The sporty 2022 Ford Edge has $4,000 off MSRP. So now's the time to buy. Test drive one today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 LA1 in Lockport. Big town inventory, small town prices, offers good till April 3rd. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with. 
industrial power systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Gulf South Homes is a locally owned and operated mobile home dealership specializing in manufactured homes, modular homes, office units, and camps. Gulf South Homes offers land home packages on your land or ours. Our friendly staff will help you with parts and service and insurance. Did you know you can even custom design your home? And we work with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program. So see us today at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or call 985-876-0222. The home of your dreams is waiting for you at Gulf South Homes. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Perfect bumper song to remind you guys, early voting is ongoing for the upcoming election. That'll run through Saturday. So go on out and exercise your right to vote. Take advantage of the American liberties that we're given in this country. Don't care what you're voting for or what you're voting or what way you're voting rather is what I meant to say. Exercise your right. Take advantage of your privileges as an American. It's play by play on KLEB. We thank Coach Joe Tutone for the time. We thank Coach Brian Colley for the time, and now we get to our W's and our L's. Weekend W goes to Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. And before you guys start yelling and screaming, you're just being a homer because you like the 76ers. No. Joel Embiid is on a whole nother level right now. Over the weekend, he made a game winner to beat the Portland Trailblazers with 1.1 seconds left on the clock and dominated yesterday's game against the Washington Wizards. He's averaging 33.4 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists per game, shooting 54% from the field. And over the last however many games, Joel Embiid has done the following. I'll just stick to March. In March, Joel Embiid has scored 35 with 8 rebounds, 31 with 6 rebounds and 10 assists, 42 with 5 rebounds, 39 with 7 rebounds, 39 with 7 rebounds, and 34 with 8 rebounds. In the month of March, he is averaging 36.7 points per game, shooting 60% from the field, 50% from the three-point line, 81% from the free-throw line. Joel Embiid is an absolute monster, and he gets a W because he is playing at such an absurdly high level right now. 
And L goes to North Carolina basketball. They don't make the NCAA tournament. They lose at the ACC tournament. And I just don't like the whole we're not playing in the NIT thing. I don't like a whole lot about the Huber Davis era, to be honest with you. I think that outside of a two-week stretch where they got hot and made the run in the NCAA tournament, look, let's tell the dirty little secret about North Carolina's NCAA tournament run last year, right? I'm a North Carolina fan. We could let that secret out. We could tell everybody how it really was and what really happened. Let's tell that dirty little secret. North Carolina made an NCAA tournament push last year, beating a lot of teams that had gotten like upsets, beating a lot of poorly seeded teams, beating a lot of teams that weren't very good. So if you take away that two-week stretch last year where the Tar Heels beat a nine seed, then a one seed, that was impressive, then a four seed, then a 15 seed, then your rival in Duke, you take all that away like the entire Hubert Davis tenure hasn't been very good. We know about all this talent you got. Well, why were you an eight seed last year? Why weren't you a one seed? Why did you struggle throughout the year? This year, the same. You got everybody coming back. Why was it a struggle? Why weren't you able to win? This same core group last year got you to the championship game. Why were you not able to build on that success? I'm not going to do the whole, well, they got comfortable high from within segment. You guys have heard me do that so many times before, but I think it's, compounding bad decisions when you don't make it to the NCAA tournament because of your ineptitude and then refuse to play in the NIT, which then just makes you look like a coward. They released a statement, oh, we're focused on next year. Come on, if you think you're too good for the NIT, then maybe you should have played like you were too good for the NIT. Weekend W goes to the LSU baseball team. I've watched LSU play all three games against Sanford this weekend. I got news for y'all in the SEC. I got news for y'all around the country. Y'all all all in trouble. Y'all all all in trouble. Every one of y'all. Tennessee, Auburn, Florida, Ole Miss, y'all in trouble. LSU has outscored opponents 179-38 to this season. LSU's hit 32 home runs compared to nine allowed. LSU has the most disgusting lineup that you will find in college baseball this season. And oh yeah, here's the kicker. The Tigers could pitch now, baby. LSU has found some arms. As a team, their team ERA is 2.42. In 130 innings pitched, they have struck out 172 guys. Opponents are batting 167 against LSU pitching. You got Paul Skeens, who is a bona fide ace. Listen to these stats. In 24 innings, he's got 48 strikeouts. Christian Little's throwing well. Ty Floyd is throwing well. LSU has just about everybody that they rely upon heavily with an ERA under three right now. The Tigers are hitting the crap out of the ball. They're pitching well. They're playing good defense. Number one in the SEC in defense. Y'all all in trouble. Period. And this is what it always should have been. People would, would ridicule me back in the day when LSU was grinding through these excruciating three-game series with, like, Florida Gulf Coast, and I would make the statement, like, this is inexcusable. You've got the biggest budget. You've got the best players. Like, why is this a struggle? And people would come out of the woodwork, oh, Paul Maneri's a winner. You don't know what you're talking about. There's so much parody in college baseball. You don't know what you're saying right now. 
There is no parity in college baseball. None. None. There's less parity in college baseball than there is in any of the other major collegiate sports. There's no parity in college baseball. Everyone in the SEC is in the top 10. It is a Southern sport. My argument was never that LSU should dominate the SEC and win it all every year. My argument is that LSU shouldn't be losing to UL Monroe and shouldn't be losing to uh, Arkansas State and shouldn't be losing to Samford. And that's what Jay Johnson has done. He's restored order. Parity in college baseball. LSU's number one, Tennessee's number three, Ole Miss is number four, Florida's number six, Vanderbilt's number seven, Arkansas's number eight, uh, Texas A&M's number 15. The entire SEC's in the top 15. You're trying to talk about parity? Give me a break. There's no parity in college baseball. You know why there's no parity in college baseball? Because half the damn country doesn't play college baseball. You think there's a whole lot of baseball going on in Maine or Minnesota or Montana, or Idaho, or North Dakota, where you can't even go outside until April or May. You think there's a whole lot of baseball being played in the northern reaches of the country? It's a southern sport. The southern teams that invest the most and the teams from the west coast who invest the most should dominate. Oh, you're being too hard on Paul Benary. He's a win. Give me a break. What we're seeing right now where LSU's run-ruling everyone every time they play, that's what should happen. That's what always should have happened. You have the best players. Everyone on your team would be the best player on their team. Why are you then losing games? A break. Ben Simmons gets an L. If for no other reason, then Ben Simmons isn't playing and no one really knows why. Ben Simmons has a random injury that is sidelining him. Does that sound familiar to you? Ben Simmons is the biggest joke in the NBA. Ben Simmons right now, even when he plays, is no longer effective. He averages seven points and six rebounds with six assists. He is no longer an effective NBA player. Most games that Ben Simmons plays, he only shoots one or two times a game. The last time he was in the lineup was February the 15th. He played 20 minutes. He was one of two from the field. And he had more fouls, five, than he had points, two. Ben Simmons has some sort of mental block that doesn't allow him to shoot the basketball, and it has eroded his entire career. Weekend W goes to the Nichols baseball team. They go on the road and take two of three from UL Monroe, a great showing for a Colonel team that I think is going to make some noise in the Southland Conference. Weekend L goes to Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans. Um. The Pelicans are starting to actually kind of low-key, subtly, under-the-table call out Brandon Ingram, and I think that their criticisms are more than warranted. The Pelicans played two games over the weekend without Ingram, one against the Thunder, which they lost, one against the Blazers, which they won, and Ingram was out with a boo-boo. Oh, uh, he, he he's playing through pain right now, or or, or he's, he's experiencing pain right now. He's not playing through pain. He's experiencing pain right now. Because he's got a boo-boo. He's got a sprained ankle. Willie Green said yesterday openly, and I thought that this was a jab at Brandon Ingram. Well, C.J. McCollum's playing hurt. Larry Nance is playing hurt. Where the hell's Brandon Ingram? You're competing for a playoff spot right now. Like You're legitimately at risk to not make the playoffs. Remember 
45 days ago when the Pelicans were like the five seed still, and I was getting on the radio every day and telling y'all, hey, the Pelicans won't make the playoffs. And remember when you guys were throwing tomatoes at the radio and saying I was a hater? Well, guess what? The Pelicans are now the 12 seed. And if the, the playoffs started today, guess what? They wouldn't be in. Now, they still very much so have a chance to get in. But this idea that, oh, my, I got a bum ankle. I sprained my ankle. And you're going to be missing games, critical games down the stretch with a sprained ankle? When you've got other guys, your teammates, McCollum's playing hurt, Larry Nance is playing hurt, everybody else is all in but you. It's not hard to realize or figure out why the Los Angeles Lakers went from having Brandon Ingram, trading him, and a bunch of other stuff for Anthony Davis and just getting those guys out of the locker room and adding Anthony Davis into the locker room. They won the championship the next year. Like This was not some situation where Brandon Ingram just blossomed because he started to get playing time in New Orleans. That's not what it was. He was getting numbers with the Pelicans. He was, I mean, with the Lakers. He was scoring with the Lakers. He was putting up stats with the Lakers. Here's the dirty little secret. His stats don't impact anything. Nothing. It's empty calories. He doesn't make anybody better. And that's why, again... And I feel like I'm rubbing it in y'all noses at this point because I'm the only one that could see the trees from the forest. I told y'all at the trade deadline, Pelicans got to trade somebody. Their core right now, their group, like th- th- this core that they have of Ingram, McCollum, Zion, it's not good enough. It's not a good enough group to win at the highest level, so you got to move somebody. You've got to trade Ingram and a bunch of those picks that you got and try to go get a superstar who fits better, who's a better player, who's a better fit. And the counter-argument is, oh, we don't want to disrupt the locker room vibe, bro. That locker room vibe has you as the 12 seed right now. Sometimes you got to learn to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations, and that's something the Pelicans struggle with mightily. Weekend W goes to McNeese State University. They hire Will Wade. That's an absolute grand slam home run hire. And if you're going to be the person that's going to criticize Will Wade's antics and criticize criticize Will Wade's ethics, then you also better be the same person who says the same thing about Bruce Pearl, who says the same thing about Rick Patino, who says the same thing about Bill Self, who says the same thing about all the different cheaters in a sport full of them. The stuff that Will Wade was doing is no longer illegal. And oh yeah, it probably never should have been illegal, right? He was giving money to mostly underprivileged people, right? Mostly inner city kids who don't have a whole lot. And he was providing them with something for a service, which was their services playing basketball. Shame on Will Wade for doing that. But yet it's okay for coaches to have guys getting patted down during warm-ups. It's okay for coaches to have their star players handing murder weapons to other people. We don't penalize that stuff. But if you give a guy a couple thousand bucks to help keep his mom's light bill on, shame on you. How dare you do that? L goes to the NCAA Women's Basketball Selection Committee. Boy, do they have it out for LSU or what? LSU's a three-seed in the NCAA tournament. One lost two games. Lost two games, bro. 
You lost to the number one team in the country, the team that's going to win the national championship, and you lost to Tennessee, who's a four seed. You lost twice. Alabama, who's in the tournament, beat up on them. Southeastern, who's in the tournament, beat them. Ole Miss, who's in the tournament, beat them. Most of these teams you beat multiple times. Tennessee, the team that beat you, you also beat them too. A three seed? I don't know, man. That just rubs me the wrong way. Like I feel like, for whatever reason, all year long, LSU's been slept. Oh, they don't play nobody. How could LSU be a three seed and not play anybody with two losses? But Tennessee, who has a gazillion losses, who plays in the same conference, be a four seed. Just don't add up. Don't make sense to me. I, it don't matter at the end of the day. You got a chance to win the games and prove everybody wrong, but something just don't add up there. W goes to Steph Curry. He was incredible over the weekend against the Milwaukee Bucks. Scored like 24 points in the fourth quarter in overtime, something like that. Unbelievable. The guy's incredible. And L goes to the United States of America at the World Baseball Classic. As we talked about with Coach Joe Tuton, the dudes just don't want to be there. They're not playing hard. They're not competing. And they're embarrassing the sport in our country. You know what's really embarrassing to the sport in our country? The fact that Adam Wainwright was our game one opening day starting pitcher. You cannot tell me that Adam Wainwright is the best pitcher in America. You know how I know that you can't tell me that? Because Adam Wainwright is not the best pitcher on the St. Louis Cardinals. Our best didn't go. Jacob DeGrom didn't go. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Max Fried, Austin Riley, on and on and on. Our best players didn't play. So if you arrogantly provide a B and C list roster against teams that are hungrier than you and who probably would beat our best players anyway, then you know what you're going to get? You're going to get what you got yesterday. You're going to get your ass kicked by Mexico. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get beat up by the best teams who are hungrier than you and who are playing better than you. Our betting picks, then we'll get out of here. Today, I like the over 244.5 for the Kings and the Bucks. That's a big number, but those teams play with pace. I like over for that one. I like over 224.5 for the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. And the last one that I'll give you is I like the Pacers' money line, minus 158 over the Pistons. The Pistons have no incentive to win. They're full-on in tank mode, so give me the over or assume to give me the, the money line, rather, in that one, as I think that the Pacers are going to get the win over the Pistons. Thanks so much for the time. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. This is Casey Jistler signing off. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Love you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Adios. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM.